Shadow Factories presents Tales from the Aletheian Society, Chapter 5, Death Masks. And seal the sacred tabernacle. Go forth from this place to nourish thyselves both in body and in soul. And uh, meet back here at two o'clock sharp. Ah, you can't keep us in suspense like that. But, Arthur, you know what happens next. You were there. He's just got to the good bit. All right, let's go and get some scram. And is the condemned man to be permitted a final meal? You are not yet condemned, Herr Doctor. Bah! It's perfectly obvious this kangaroo court has had it in for me from the start. From before the start, even. It's a fix! I demand a retrial! Oon, you gloomy old sort. We'll see if we can scare you up a cuppa. Not you, Miss Gordon. What? Remain in the chamber. I will take your testimony now, alone. Take a seat, Miss Gordon. We off the record, then? No. Merely it was felt that to take your statement in front of your fellow illuminates might compromise your position. Oh, aye. Because calling me in for a wee private chit-chat doesn't he look suspicious for one minute. I trust you can find a way of explaining it to them. Be resourceful, Miss Gordon. That is, after all, the reason we have engaged your services. And there I was, thinking you just wanted someone desperate to do your dirty work. Remember in whose presence you sit, and did the debt of gratitude you owe to this society. You are a brand plucked from the burning, Miss Gordon. Outlive your utility, and we will return you to the flames without hesitation. Cadwallader was wounded. What happened next? Gillespie, open up! What's taking the man so long? That's a lot of blood. Don't worry, old chap. Everything's going to be just fine. I bet you've had worse than Bhutan, eh? Oh, God, it looks terrible. I think he's dying. <laughs> Godalming into the house with the chapter master. Oh, I would, but my back. It hasn't been the same since. If your next words are the incident, I will shoot you where you stand. Quite all right, ma'am. I can manage him alone. <laughs> Thank you, Godalming. Take him to the parlour immediately. Gillespie, prepare clean cloths and instruct Mrs. Gillespie to boil the kettle. I don't think a cup of tea is what he needs. She is to boil water for the doctor, Arthur. Now, go immediately. No! No, no doctors! He's delirious. Don't listen to him, Arthur. Damn your eyes, woman! I said no doctors! No quacks! 
sawbones or, or water casters. As your chapter master, I forbid it. <laughs> Gorming to my room. Very good, sir. Are you all right, Jessie? You've gone very wide. Not as wide as the doctor will be shortly. I'm all right. I just need a wee set down. Maybe we do need that cup of tea, dear. Go to the kitchen, both of you, and try to regain your wits. Gillespie, bring me a haggis. Oh, good idea, Sophie. I'm famished. Not to eat. Who would do such a thing? No, to the vault I'm going. Perhaps one of the relics within holds the power to save the chapter master's life. Aye, but at what price? I will only let you. The man is better cold in his grave than entered into an unholy compact with the devil. Mind the stairs on your way down. We were all shaken by what had happened. Lord Arthur and me went for a brew, while Lady Sophia went to the vault looking for something to help the doctor. Quickly, Sophia, before it catches your scent, open the door... Now throw the haggis right to the back of the room. And now, while it is distracted, aha, a storage trunk. Excellent. Oh, God, it is heavy. What is in this thing? Oh, my heat. Ah! Gonna use a horn up, miss? Banjo, what are you doing here? What do you think I'm doing in a box? I'm hiding. No, I mean, what are you doing in the vault? I was just passing and I saw your wall was open. And I thought I'd pop in and let you know, for security, you know. I tell you, that's a right ugly dog you've got here. It is not a dog. It has noticed us. Grab what you can and run! Nice cup of tea and a biscuit. That will steady your nerves. Cheers. Sorry to go to bits on you. I'm no good with a sight of blood anymore. <sighs> That's not a bad cup. I wouldn't have thought you had much practice making tea. Have you no always had servants to do it for you? I'm not just some useless toff, you know. I've known my share of danger and hardship. Oh, I, I forgot you'd been in the army. Oh, yes. Horse guards were serious business. Had to break up a fight between a couple of corgis once. I was a bit shaken up afterwards, I can tell you. Ah! It's the doctor's ghost! Returned from the dead wearing naught but a billowing shroud! No, just one of Mrs. Gillespie's nightgowns. Gorming is pressing my second best shirt as we speak. Oh, excellent. Pass the biscuits. How are you and your feet so quick? I have all I could gather from the vault, and the catalogue also. Perhaps there is something that might save him, but we must be quick. You? But that wound, all that blood. What are you wearing? There is no need for this womanish hysteria, Lady Roxburgh. I am quite hale, I assure you. 
I'm sure to you little ladies, unused to the sight of blood, a splash of vital fluid may seem quite alarming, but it was merely a flesh wound. A flesh wound? He does have a good amount of blubber. Maybe it just went through the chub but missed all the vital organs. My chub? Ha! When one shoots at a Bengal tiger, a single bullet will not suffice. So too with Hieronymus B. Cadwallader. However, I am touched by your concern, unnecessary though it may have been. I am, of course, loyal to the office of the chapter master. I do naturally command great fidelity no in my disciples, how vile, true. repulsive and reprehensible I may find its current incumbent to be. I found this shifty-looking wee shite trying to sneak out the front door. Oh, hello, Doctor. You're no deed, then. No, indeed I am not. I prayed for you, Dr. Kidwallader. What did you pray for me to do? That's between me and the Almighty. Eh, uh, I'll just let myself out, then. No need to go to any bother. Oh, it's our friend with the lucky white heather. How are you? Stop right there, you wee dauber. What are you doing in our house? I should get the polis on you. Get a polis? On me? Aye, right. I'm no the man with the dangerous dog. That thing could have killed me. I should get the polis. On yous. I could sue yous. Look at a bite it's taken out my ass. Put that away, please. You know this man? Oh yes, we're practically old friends now. Aye, I go way back with this bampot. He's one of the turds you can't flush away. I found him in the vault, hiding from the thing. I assume he found his way in through the tunnels. I see. And your name is... Banjo Master. What kind of dog is that, anyway? Arctic Mastiff. Very well. Knowing the location of the vault as you do, you cannot simply be permitted to leave. Well, that seems a bit harsh. But if you say so, Doctor... Sorry, old chap. Oh, steady on. I'll tell no one anyway. Uh, my memory's rotten. Matter of fact, I've, I've forgotten where your basement is already. Very well, Mr. Banjo. I propose an arrangement to our mutual benefit. You have an interest in continuing your miserable existence, and for our part, if we are to operate in this thrice-benighted city, we have need of a network of agents and informants, ideally ones whose connection to Hunter House is known only to ourselves, not even to our fellow Illuminates. The first of this august company shall be yourself. <laughs> Doctor, I'm registering a formal objection to this. This wank stain's no use to us as a grass. He's thick as mince. Objection noted and ignored. In this place of the ginger damned, he shall have to suffice. Banjo, take this sovereign, with which Lord Arthur will furnish you now. I will? Oh, jolly good then. Here you are, old chap. Now, be gone. Utter not a word of what you have seen... Return at 7pm upon the morrow, and there shall be another coin for you. All right, then, Biggin. See you at seven. Cheers very much. He's never coming back. Greed is the sole motivator of these gutter dwellers. You've just given him more money than he's had in his life. Tomorrow at seven, he's going to be blutered at his skull and hip deep in some hack at old Munter. That's if someone doesn't see him flashing that chip about, stop him up for it and chuck him in the Clyde. Also a desirable outcome. Either way, he is gone from this place without undue expense. I don't know. A sovereign is quite a lot. 
Expense to me, that is. Interesting. So the Glasgow chapter has plans for a little empire of its own, does it? What's your assessment of your erstwhile chapter master? He's not quite as green as his cabbage looking, but I wouldn't worry. If I blow a wee bit of hot air up his arse, I can have him eaten out of my hand. Though not both at the same time, I trust? And the others? He's a pure diddy. She's sharp as a tack. Yes. Women such as Lady Sophia represent the best hope of the cause. Never do we feel the need for universal suffrage more keenly than when seeing a woman of her calibre denied the vote in favour of her amiable lap spaniel of a husband. However, I digress. Continue with your account. What did you get out of the vault, Sophie? Only what I could grab in the heat of the moment, I'm afraid. Fortunately, I have a capacious portmanteau. Gosh, look at all these relics. What about this one? Looks dangerous. Is it some sort of sacrificial spike? That is my hat pin, Arthur. Gosh, I feel sorry for your poor hat. That looks positively lethal. What about this little bottle, then? Uh, that's... those are... Sleeping pills. I use them myself. I never knew you were having trouble sleeping, Sophie. You always seem to be out like a light when I come up to bed. Shows they're working, then. Anywho, what about these relics? Turned out, all the things Sophie had brought out the vault were cursed, or junk, or cursed junk. All except for one. A lapis scarab, engraved with the hook and flail of Osiris, god of the underworld. Said to be capable of restoring the car, but not the bar, to a mummified corpse if placed in the mouth. The what, but not the what? Sounds like sheep should be involved. All that buying. In ancient Egyptian mythology, the ka was the personality that flew from the mouth of the corpse every night in the shape of a human-headed bird. So, not sheep, then. The ba, by contrast, was the spark of life, the vital spirit. That the scarab cannot restore. Makes you wonder, so it does, who you'd want a word with, given a chance. Hmm. Before I say any more... Where is that cadaverous old bubbly jock, Gillespie? I think he went to lock the door after Banjo left. Shall I go after him? No. Best he doesn't hear this next part. I have been putting my majestic intellect to use of late. My brain, like a mighty locomotive, steaming inexorably along its tracks. Its destination, the solution to this mystery. I have deduced... That is Dr. Pritchard, who is the hub of this wheel, the linchpin upon which this whole wretched debacle rests, and I rather fancy paying the good doctor a visit and hearing what he has to say on the subject in person. Do things actually rest on a linchpin? Or am I thinking of a keystone? Mr. Gillespie? What are you playing at, woman? Aye, Lady Sophia. If I were to wish to pay my respects to the late chapter master... Where might I do so? I assume the man was buried, albeit in a potter's field or prison yard, unless the resurrectionists staked their claim to him? No, I wouldn't allow that. The plot in the necropolis was bought and paid for, you see. And even with his debts, it's no an asset the bailiffs can make you sell on. No with a wife in it already, anyway. Do you mean 
mean to say you ensured Dr. Pritchard was interred for all eternity alongside the woman he murdered? Surely her next of kin would have objected. No, the next of kin didn't have much to say on the subject. Why ever not? He'd murdered her as well. Eh, uh, Mr. Gillespie, going to do us a wee favour? Will you go ask your wife for a ball of wool and a big darning needle? Oh, marvellous. I just found a hole this morning. Arthur, this is serious business. So is a cold toe. I'm not darning your sock. Right, Gillespie's away. Sophie, where's that hand we got in the mortuary? If we're going grave robbing, we might as well make that waxy bastard useful. What a ghastly thought. Waking up in your coffin expecting Gabriel and his trumpet, only to realise you're locked in your own decaying mortal remains. If anyone deserves it, it's Pritchard. Yes, I suppose you're right. Murdering your wife and her mother isn't really cricket. He might have disposed of every one of his female relatives for all I care, but to get himself executed and leave the chapter master's seat for me, that I consider unforgivable. You have the morals of a cockroach. We got a hack up to the cathedral and hoofed it up the hill to the big gates for there. Locked, naturally. Hardly a surprise. The rich and powerful have such a morbid fear of resurrectionists they will go to any lengths to secure their final resting places. <laughs> As though the worms will be any kinder to their corpses than the anatomists will. At least the worms won't be laughing at their wobbly bits while they do it. You wouldn't catch me leaving my body to the anatomy department. I'd die of embarrassment. Stuff and nonsense, my boy. I've half a mind to leave my own remains to medical science. Prime physical specimen like myself. I don't imagine they're ten a penny. Yes, think of what they could learn from your liver alone. Doors open, folks. In you come. How did you do that? I've got a few wee tricks up my sleeve. What's that in your hand? The hand, you mean? No, in your hand, I mean. It is in my hand. Dear God, not this again. Arthur, Jesse is holding a hand of glory, a candle made from the hand of a dead criminal via a detailed and time-consuming arcane process. Aye, I had a bit of a head start on this yin, on account of it already being turned to wax. Gosh, and that opens locks, does it? That is quite a trick to have up your sleeve. Unless it melted up there, I suppose. Opens locks. Casts a light the polis can see. I wouldn't go digging up deed folk without one. Ooh, can I have a go? Fill your boots, pal. Come back here, you buffoon, before you have every damn crypt in the place wide open. Right, that should keep them busy a wee minute. Sophie, I meant to ask you. Your man's no wanting weans, then. Excuse me? Bairns. Wee Roxboroughs. That is none of your business. Fair dues. You want to be careful with the wee things in the bottle, though. If you get into too much of a habit with them, they can do things to your insides. That remains preferable to the alternative. You're no the first to say that. Just mind he doesn't find the bottle again, eh? In case he can't sleep some night and he ends up with a mouthful of wax and boric acid. I found it! Pritchard's grave, I mean. Gosh, this candle's brilliant. And to think that the police can't see the light. It's the perfect crime. 
They won't need to see us, you witless gongoozler. They can hear you in Pitt Street already. You can't leave they two alone for one minute. All right, we're coming. Oh, there you are, dearest. Come and have a look at the view. The cathedral spires silhouetted against the moon, stars above us and gaslight below. I could see us here, a modest little marble crypt, you and me, sleeping through eternity, side by side. Like Pritchard and his wife, you mean? Well, that's rather destroyed the mood, hasn't it? Turns out it takes longer than you think to dig six feet down. Oh, well, I've got new respect for the people who do this for a living. Yes, grave digging is an ancient and honourable profession. I was thinking of grave robbing, actually. I mean, say what you like about their ethics. You can't deny they work hard for their money. Considering the state you've left those crypt doors in, they'll have an easy shift tomorrow. What was that? Out my way. Give a look. We can't possibly be deep enough yet. And besides, where's the coffin? It would appear that the good doctor has been buried without the dignity of a casket. Instead, his remains have been wrapped in a winding sheet and deposited a mere three feet down. We'll be lucky if there's anything left of him at all. Let's have a look. Ah, there's the skull. And would you look at that? A perfect hangman's fracture. Looks deceptively simple, but it takes real skill to get it right every time. Now, Miss Gordon, the scarab, if you would be so good, put it in Pritchard's mouth. Date yourself, you old ghoul. Don't look at me. I'm not putting my hand in there. Look at those teeth. Give me that, you gaggle of yellow-bellied jessies. Oi! What happens now? We wait. Yes, but how long do we wait? Oh my God, look at its eyes. They've gone all blue and glowy. Dr. Pritchard? <laughs> we are your fellows of the Elysian Society. Glasgow faces the gravest of peril, and we have need of your assistance. Glasgow can go to the devil. And the society with it. But what of your oath, man? That oath ceased to bind me when they replaced my chain of office with a hangman's noose. All right, pal. We've got bigger fish to fry than your claim for unfair dismissal. You're going to tell us what we need to know, or I'm going to... You're wasting your breath threatening him, woman. He's already as dead as it's possible to be. Tell us about the wishing bottle, Pritchard. What is it? (laughs) Your heart's desire and your worst nightmare fused together. By the time it's got its claws in you, you can't tell which is which. Make a wish and it's granted. But everyone takes you a step closer to hell. Like a genie in a bottle. No, boy. Darker and older. And much more terrible than that. (laughs) It's still calling me. I know where it is. I can feel it so close. It 
took everything from me, hollowed me to a husk, and I'd still give my soul to have it in my hand again. <laughs> if you can feel its presence, tell us where it is. You can still put this right. There is no atonement for me, nor for any of you. I have set eyes on death, and it is nothing but a vast, hungry waste land. Even this half-life constrained to my own rot is preferable to that. What if we could offer you more than that? If what you say is true and the bottle really can do anything, tell us where it is and we'll wish you back to life. Arthur! I know it's awful, dearest, but we have no choice. No, it is a truly excellent idea. I am merely astonished that you were the one to think of it. What's your answer then, Pritchard? Work with us or return forever to the abyss? The Tradeston Gasworks. That's where you'll find it. Bring it back here and restore me to life, and I will teach you how to use it. Else you will make the same mistakes that I did. And what if we don't? <laughs> ah, Jesse McLaughlin. The dead know many secrets. Yours among them. There are things here that know your name. There are damned souls waiting for you to take their vengeance for the wrongs you did them. And they need only wait. Right, open wide, Bohead. That's enough scarab for you. <laughs> That's Bear. What was he talking about? Ugh. Some pish designed to put the wind up us. You know what the deed are like. I tell in tales. I thought it was the opposite, actually. <laughs> Shows what I know. Well, this one certainly won't be telling any. Cover him over and let's be on our way to the gasworks. You do intend to keep the promise, don't you, Doctor? We are going to wish him back to life. I have not the slightest intention of doing so. It could only be an unmitigated disaster. Either we raise a vengeful and unhinged murderer, or worse, a hungry eldritch monstrosity wearing his face like a carnival mask. Nope, to the grave he returns, and there he shall remain. Oh, shite. I've dropped my keys in the hole. You's going down the hill. I'll catch you up. Be quick. Right then, sunshine. Have you found them yet? Turns out I had them in my bag the whole time. I'm such a diddy. Come and do now. And that was where we stint as resurrectionists over. It all got a wee bit messy after that. That will do for now. Do you have it? Aye. He's no been out my bag since I dug him back up. Pure heavy bastard, too. Thank you, Miss Gordon. That will be all for now. What are you doing with him, if you don't mind me asking? 
and close the door behind you. Well, well, Dr. Pritchard. How delightful to see you again. The Alethian Society are Rhiannon Swan-Price, Chris Edwards, Jude Reed, Henry Sullivan, Lindis Kim, Graham Jameson, Simeon Ewing, Gerard Kurth, Jamie Stewart and Rich Keeling as Godalming. Death Masks was written by Jude Reed and Chris Edwards. Studio recording and original music were by Stu Goff. Tune in next time for episode 6, In Flagrante.